Welcome to the Creative Brew, helping you keep your creative juices brewing. We're giving out chunks of insight, motivation, and practicality for your creative journey. The new episode of the Creative Brew, giving you insights on your creative journey. This episode is brought to you by AstroPad, and actually for digital creators like me, it actually turns your iPad into a professional graphics tablet. So you can use Photoshop, InDesign, Illustrator, all your favorite um, programs, uh, all the things you love on your main computer, you can do it right from your iPad. You can check them out at AstroPad app or go to AstroPad.com. Another, uh, another sponsor is Panels Comics and Coffee Bar here in beautiful Oceanside, California. Near the beach, right off of Mission Avenue, uh, they have some of the greatest, uh, they got some great coffee, they got uh, great treats, and some of the hottest comics and graphic novels out right now. They are currently closed right now for, uh, with, the, uh, with the virus and everything going on, but uh, I still want to uh, give a shout out to them, and they've been a great partner of mine for, for a couple of years now. So you can check them out now, Panels Coffee, or you can go to panelscoffee.com. Today, we have a good friend of mine, someone that I've started to create a relationship with over the past uh, past months or so. And uh, I think that this is, I think this is one of the pros of, uh, especially of social media of technology, is, is being able to connect with others from, you know, just various uh, backgrounds from, from various states. Um, you know, the, the, the being able to create uh, those, uh, those relationships is uh, instantaneous, uh, insta- instantaneous. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think that that can be some of the uh, the, the pros of, of building a brand and building your, your business is uh, being able to to just reach out and uh, connect and uh, make those relationships. So today I have uh, Michael Owasco. He is the head of Elevation Trading Company, and I'll, I'll let him talk about what, what he does. But um, he's got a great mission, a great cause, and it's not just, uh, you know, providing, you know, great coffee beans, which is always great. You know, I'm a, I'm a coffee fan. And uh, I love a good cup of coffee, but uh, the the mission and the vision behind it is is just as compelling. And he'll he'll explain, yeah, he'll really explain to you what what he's doing and what his um, vision is and how he uh, got to this point. So you can Mike, take it away. Really excited to uh, to be able to join and uh, you know share as you mentioned our our mission and our our purpose with uh, with you and you know, with your audience and listeners. So, uh, and, and as well, give the opportunity to share some of our delicious coffee that comes out of Guatemala. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so, you know, personally, I'm, uh, you know, as, as you mentioned, uh, from a different state, I'm, I'm from Texas. Uh, so originally from Southeast Texas out in the uh, Beaumont and Port Arthur area. And so when I say Southeast, I mean, in the further, it's about as far East as you can go in Texas before you hit Louisiana. Yeah. And then drop down as far south as you can before you hit the Gulf of Mexico. Oh, wow. And it's just that little corner right there. Yeah. So, you know, you know my city that I uh, grew up in, population about 16,000. So from a little kind of small pond and, you know, to make it even, even smaller, I was actually uh, homeschooled up until seventh grade. Uh, so, you know, I came out and in, in, into the world, you know, eager to expand my horizons and, you know, it, uh, explore as much as possible what was out there. And, uh, and so that led me uh, to, to, to Dallas, actually. Well, uh, take it back a little bit. So, so my, um, just kind of in, in, into my, my history and my family. So in Southeast Texas, the, the biggest industries out there, oil and gas, and um, a lot of the uh, seafood industry. So 
um, oysters, shrimps, uh, shrimperies, uh, shrimp boats, and, and um, uh, things like that. And so my great grandfather on my, my dad's mom's side ran a shrimping business, had a cabin out there uh, on the beach. And so that, that's kind of where we, where we grew up building bonfires and, you know, out there summers and spring breaks as much as possible going, taking the boat over to Galveston. Uh, you know, if you've ever heard of that area. Uh, and then on my dad's father's side, actually my great grandfather came from Poland. So that's where the last name comes from the unique last name. It's actually a, a Polish. And then on my mom's side, uh, actually came from Guatemala. So my mom herself moved to the United States when she was about 12 years old uh, with her nine siblings uh, or eight siblings. She's one of nine. Uh, my grandmother came first. She, um, she, you know, scrubbed the floors and hospitals and toilets to save up enough cash to bring all of her kids over to, you know, to, to, to create a life. Uh, so they could be there together as a family and, you know, try to try to get out of some of the uh, tropes of poverty that exist out in Guatemala. And so, you know, that's always been a passion of mine, that country, those people, uh, my people, you know, in a way I'm half Guatemalan. Uh, so they call, they call Guatemalan people chapines or they call themselves chapines. And, you know, of course, uh, white, white people are gringos, right? Uh, or I guess American people are gringos. And so I'm a, I'm a, a chapringo, you know, half and half. And so, uh, so yeah, man, um, um, after, after high school, you know, got, got mixed up with that, that curiosity into some, uh, some interesting things where you just didn't really see my life moving forward in the direction that, 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 uh, that really honored the, the values that my parents had given us whenever we were kids. You know, they, they really, you know, the reason why we were homeschooled is because they were, they were, they were new to the, uh, to the Christian faith whenever they got married and wanted to instill those values that they saw a lot of uh, society departing from in, in different ways. And, um, and, you know, they both came from, from broken homes and wanted to, wanted to do something different to make sure that family was the most important thing. And, um, and so, you know, but having that sheltered life created a curiosity for me. Um, and so whenever I kind of saw it going in a different direction to where school wasn't becoming really the, the focus to the priority, and you know, I was wanting to go into physical therapy and just wasn't really connecting with classes and, and, and study. Um, so I decided to follow my brother and actually come to Dallas, Texas to, uh, to go to a Christian university. Uh, well, actually, it was a, a Christian theology school, um, a trade school kind of in, in, in a way. Um, and, and just kind of look to reconnect with, with my creator to spark up that, that creativity within me and uh, find my purpose and, and you know, get, a, get a better bearing on life. And uh, early on, I found a, a scripture, Isaiah 117, uh, where it talks about, and I'm going to paraphrase a little bit, but doing good, seeking justice, uh, standing against oppression, defending the fatherless, and supporting the widowed. And whenever I found that, it was just like, that's it. You know, that's my, that's my calling. That's, uh, that, you know, that's what I've been put on this earth to do. Um, there's a lot of different avenues and ways to go about it. Uh, so immediately I just looked in what's the, what's, what's the current impact I can have in the community that I'm in right now. Um, and defending the fatherless really just jumped out to me because there was a lot of inner uh, city kids in the Oak Cliff area in, in the, in the Dallas uh, city limits that um, just were in, were in cycles of poverty um, that didn't have strong family units. 
um, who didn't have a lot of times a, a father that they grew up with in the house, maybe their own, uh, their only male role models or uncles or, you know, grandfathers on their mom's side, and their dads just weren't around. Uh, so started, uh, started working with an organization called uh, Young Life, their, their junior high department, Wildlife. Um, and mentoring, you know, young boys, young inner city kids, and, you know, just really found that, that passion unlocking inside of me to be able to share value and perspective um, uh, to, to kids. And, uh, <clears throat> but realized youth ministry, or really just like the ministry itself wasn't like going to be my living, wasn't going to be what I was going to do professionally per se. So um, took my uh, two-year theology program, moved, uh, moved my classes uh, or credits transferred over to uh, Dallas Baptist University where I studied finance and accounting uh, and built a background in uh, you know, business and how to run a business and uh, worked in financial services after school, uh, was a, a series six and 63, life and health, you know, built, help, helping people build uh, financial plans, uh, which was actually in 2008 when the uh, collapse of the economy happened because of the you know, housing industry, um, the mortgage-backed industry. Uh, and so not a whole lot of people were willing to, to, to risk their life savings with a rookie. And so went back into the corporate world of, uh, of banking and, uh, and, and, and financial services and then ended up using my, my accounting background in manufacturing role as the controller kind of a CFO uh, style role for uh, for boiler works and then um, most recently in an accounting uh, controller role and, and partner for a real estate investment company uh, specializing in, in, in self-storage um, and so we're running their financials and um, uh, reporting up to the you know multi-billion dollar REIT partner that they had investing partners institutional you know large clients uh, taking them from a you know friends and family investor style package to a you know full-on uh, um, large-scale institutional investor package to be able to do the reporting and everything and uh, you know just spent spent Man, had a great, uh, great time, about six years in, in that role, just learning a ton. Uh, my wife and I got married in between those last two roles, uh, had a daughter, and it was just kind of something, I, I don't know, about having a kid just put a mirror up in front of me and said, okay, you're doing well. You're utilizing your giftings. Are you doing all of them? Are you making the biggest impact that you can whenever you look at your daughter and you teach her? Um, about purpose and chasing your dreams and, you know, living the life that you're intended to utilizing your giftings and not letting fear get in the way, or am I doing that myself? Doing that myself? And uh, looked at it and said, um, you know, I'm, I'm playing it safe, really. And um, just had the, the, the feelers up and just my eyes open to say, okay, you know, to get back to, to giving back, you know, where am I doing it? And uh, had been looking for a way to uh, to create a business, and in my mind, it was going to be a side hustle uh, to to help out my my you know family and and people out in Guatemala, and because I'd been working with a a nonprofit in between graduating college to uh, you know all the way through um, an organization called Are You for Children, and um, they actually provide 
nutrition and clean water access to kids out in Guatemala. And so immediately, you know, I had a connection with them. A friend of mine that I went to the Bible college with just, you mentioned the social media being able to, you know, create connection. And, and uh, he had put a post out there that said, Hey, we've got a few more spots left for our Guatemala trip. If anybody's interested. Guatemala, what are you doing in Guatemala? I love Guatemala. I like my, I'm, I'm Guatemala. And uh, so they were going out to feed, uh, to help distribute food for some flood victims uh, down in the uh, Puerto San Jose area on the, I guess it's the southwest coast of Guatemala. There was just this gnarly storm that blew through and displaced a lot of people, flooded their homes, you know, and, and, and their homes, you know, are like shacks and temporary housing almost is what you would consider it here. But, you know, just sheet, corrugated sheet metal and wood, you know, kind of pieced together to create these dwelling places. And, uh, and so we went out there and actually got caught in the flood ourselves. Uh, and, you know, just sitting there had to, you know, get rescued by the, uh, by the volunteer Navy coming out and their fiberglass boats taking us through the, through the neighborhoods and into the, uh, and into the waterways. And, and, uh, and I stuck around after that trip, which we actually, we did end up finding those families. And, um, and that initiative was, was five let's see, how much was it? I think it was 500,000 meals uh, that got distributed with, you know, staples like beans, rice, you know, things that can, that can, um, that can last. So each bag was like five pound bags of food that we were able to, to distribute in a, in a new location where we were able to find all the flood victims. Um, and before that day that we got into the flood ourselves, um, we found these families out all gathered together at a school and uh, the kids are, you know, playing, playing soccer on the basketball court. And, um, you know, they had told me, hey, get some rain boots because we're going to be, you know, we're going to be up in it and, you know, get as much waterproof gear as you can. And so I had my rain boots on and we're out there talking to people. And this little kid runs up to me and he's like, hey, gringo, buenas botas. And he's saying, hey, nice boots. You know, like, hey, cool, man. I look down, he's got no shoes, right? And I'm just like, man, where, you know, donde está tus zapatos? You know, where are your shoes, man? And he's like, oh, no, no tengo. I don't have any. You know, it's just like, boom, right at that moment. It's like, you know, it's like, okay, you know, we can, we can make a difference out here. Like, we, you know, the, 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 the poverty in the United States is, you know, extreme in some areas, and I don't want to downplay that at all. Uh, but, you know, when you look at uh, developing countries like like Guatemala and Central America and parts of Africa, it's like whenever you've experienced that face to face, like in, in it with them, it uh, it changes you, man. It really does. And uh, and so that was my that was my initial kind of give back um, experience in Guatemala. Um, and it was just packed with adventure. And I actually stayed a few days uh, afterwards to stay with some family and went and hiked uh, the active volcano, the Pacaya volcano, uh, to get a little bit, a little bit more adventure. And, you know, they took us up to where the, you know, lava hot spots were and we're roasting marshmallows up there. And it's just like, man, this is my place. This is my people. You know, this is my country. And just, just that drawing connection. Uh, and that was right after that was in between moving from the financial services into back into banking and, and into the other roles. So around the 2008, 2009 uh, timeframe. And since then, I've, all, I've been always looking because I would, I'd been really inspired by the model of Tom's shoes. Um, you know, that social enterprise. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm raising donations every time I go out to Guatemala. 
uh, I've got some initiative that we'll help out with, whether, it, you know, if it's just for a vacation or to visit family, um, you know, we're, we're raise, you know, uh, doing fundraisers and then, you know, whether it's dental health or um, what were some of the other things that we did, uh, visiting the schools to help with some education, things like that. It was always a, uh, a, a purpose filled with our travel and, and adventure. And, you know, I just, I was thinking there's got to be something that we can do on a regular basis and fulfilling a need, providing something that people already buy to be able to, uh, to give back with and to use some of those proceeds to, to offset a lot of the um, exploitation that happens in, within that own industry. Uh, on a on a trip out there with, um, with some family for a wedding, actually when my cousins got married and meeting some more of the extended family found out that I have family that's in the coffee industry. They grow coffee. They uh, married into a fourth generation, I'm sorry, fifth generation coffee farming family where they've been growing coffee for, you know, over 50 years, exporting it to China and Japan. And uh, here in the, in the U.S., on the, on the West Coast, a little bit north of you guys out in the uh, uh, Washington State area, the Mukilteo Island area, and, uh, but nothing in Texas. What if we put a brand together where we connected the nonprofits to your, uh, to, you know, your communities, your, your, your workers and your villages? What needs do you see in there? Uh, and he said the, the, the clean water was one of the biggest issues. They've got running water, uh, but a lot of times the, uh, uh, the water is contaminated because of there's no, like, make, there's no uh, sanitary sewer system as far as like the development in the, in the community, those, uh, those issues for those families. So what we did is we partnered up with the, uh, the organization Artery for Children and my cousin's farm, the Rio Colorado Coffee Farm. And uh, we did one more fundraiser. We said, hey, guys, we reached out to our, our community, uh, some of my people out in uh, Southeast Texas and uh, here in Dallas and said, you know, even actually went out to some uh, coffee roasteries locally and people just got involved in some different ways that were, it, it was amazing. Uh, and brought and, and raised enough to, to buy 200 water filters. Brought the first round of them out to the farm, met the families, met the kids, and you know, met the workers, and just started creating this relationship to where it's like, okay, how can we now scale this to an ongoing thing? So my buddy Grant and I uh, brought back as much coffee as we could fit in our suitcases. It's about 85 pounds. So check bags uh, and, uh, and, and in our, in our uh, carry-ons, you know, just packing it with coffee, just weighing it out, packing it. It's like, and my, my, it's funny, man, my cousin's out there on his typewriter because they don't even have computers in the coffee farm. So his typewriter saying like, ah, I'm going to give you, you know, this permission slip, you know, in case the, in, case the uh the customs agents you know want to look through your bag and decide whether or not you can take this coffee you know so you can say you packed it yourself and you know here's your here's your your, your slip um which thankfully didn't end up happening you know we were so nervous coming out of there because it's like okay well one one step back so trey the founder of are you for children whenever i told him we were going out there what we were doing yeah he's like oh um so my, my partner who has a Guatemalan organization out there that we provide funding to, uh, it's called Inspiraguate, uh, run by a girl named Kirsten. Kirsten Klein, ger uh, German, Guatemalan, uh, in, in, totally interesting uh, young lady. She, had, she, she was pregnant at the time. 
and he was like, I need you to bring some vitamins to, to Kirsten. It's like, okay, sure. So, uh, so I go to pick it, pick up the vitamins from Fort Worth to on the day that I'm getting on the airplane to go to Guatemala. And, you know, I'm thinking some prenatal vitamins and, and it was prenatal vitamins, but it was like two, uh, brown grocery bags full of these prenatal vitamins. It's like, Trey, what, <laughs> what is this? Like, he's like, he's like, yeah, we've been working on getting these from the Netherlands and getting all the paperwork together to be able to get them into Guatemala to help support the, uh, the young women out there because, you know, there's a lot of issues with babies being born, you know, without full nutrients, the mothers don't have their, don't have their uh, immune systems built up well enough. And, um, you know, wanted you to bring the first round, I'm going to bring the other round, you know, so that we can split it up. So it's not so much at one time. And I'm just like, man, I don't know. Like, what are we going to get stopped? So I asked my buddy Grant, I was like, hey, will you put half of them in your bag? We'll put half of them in. He's like, no, nah, I'm, I'm not doing that. You know, so I felt like I was smuggling uh, prenatal vitamins in for, you know, to help these families and then coffee out. You know, I was just like, what the heck is going on here? So, but, you know, just that, that adrenaline rush and adventure. Where I was like, you know what? I'm going to make sure I'm going to fill out everything on this document, you know, on the on the documents to make sure that, uh, you know, don't get any trouble going in. Cause like, you know, whenever, or uh, back into the United States, because whenever we got into Guatemala, they have this, I, I, I don't know if you ever traveled into um, um, Latin American countries or, you know, what other, what other um, airports that they have these um, buttons that you go up and push to decide whether it's just at random. Well, you know, at random, you go up and you push the button. If it lights up green, you're good to go. If it lights up red, they're going to stop you and look through your bags. And so, uh, yeah. And so um, the guys in front of us, it was like red, green, and then red again. And then Grant was like, okay, well, I'll, I'll go first. He hits it red. And so they're looking through his bag and I'm like, okay, they're going to look through my bag. We're traveling together. I hit it and it's green. So if he would have, if he would have uh, had half the vitamins in there, you know, then we would have had to go through all the issues and paperwork in it but because he decided, no, I'm not really comfortable with that. It ended up going in my bag and didn't get checked and it was just made it a lot smoother for us. But, but, you know, so we got up and I was bringing the coffee in and I got up to the, to the uh, customs and filling out your your passport deal and uh, my wife's from mexico and so when we travel together she uses you know she uses her her um her family visa um you know her green card status and so usually we end up getting like a dotted x that we're usually going to have to go see the go see the customs agent agent either way and this time it was like this circle i've never seen this before because they ask you you know were you on a farm were you dealing with live animals did you are you bringing back any uh seeds grains blah 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 um, live cultures and, and that kind of stuff. So the fact that we were on a farm, on a coffee farm, I said yes. And so that circle comes up and I'm like, oh gosh, what is this going to be? And I get up there and the, and the uh, customs agent looks at it and he says, uh, do you have anything to declare? I said, I've got some green coffee. He goes, okay. Stamps it and <laughs> done. And it was like so easy. And I was like so worried about it this whole time. And uh and didn't ask how much, didn't ask what I paid for it. You know, it was, uh, it was pretty smooth. And so, you know, that was my first experience as a coffee trader, you know, bringing in the coffee. And, uh, and uh, so, so I had no idea how I was going to roast it. Uh, while we were out there, we had built a relationship through another cousin of mine with a different coffee farming family uh, called uh, Labus, the Labus Coffee. 
um, where their son is here in the U.S. in Little Rock, Arkansas. Uh, every year he buys his dad's full crop, imports it into the U.S. and, and, and roasts it and does some, uh, does some blends and, and uh, just has a, has a pretty, pretty good uh, solid business. Um, where the interesting thing is they use a portion of their proceeds to fund a school on their coffee farm. Um, it's, and, and the organization that they uh, partner with is called Lanwa. And Lanwa, um, it started in, in Haiti, uh, which means uh, the voice in a, a Haitian Creole uh, language. And so, uh, so getting in and connecting with them, and they're like, you got to talk to our son in Little Rock. You guys can roast the coffee together. You can you know, start a relationship building up that way. And, uh, and so we did, uh, actually today is the anniversary of, uh, the first roast we ever did. I brought the, my cousin's coffee over to Little Rock. We roasted it up together, made our first bags, our first run. And so it was like a, uh, it was like you know, the start of something that we all knew was going to be really, really special. And at the time it was just kind of a, kind of a side gig where it was like, okay, we'll, uh, you know, see where this goes and just the, the, the further and further we got into it and the more just the leaning and just passion was just getting lopsided into this coffee mission uh, uh, perspective. And so that's, uh, that's whenever I decided to go full time into it in, in November. Yeah. And yeah. Wow. Uh, that was a story. Um, <laughs> long story. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, it's, it's one of those where I'm, I'm always, uh, interested in how, uh, even when people are, are building these brands and building organizations and, and things that they are passionate about, you know, figuring out what was the, the stepping stone that took for them to sort of feel like, okay, this, uh, this was the decision. Like this is, I'm going to go full thing with it. And, you know, having that, you know, something that that's, um, bigger than just, than just you you know and, yeah. and figuring out that uh that purpose i think it's for for any any brand um or anybody that's trying to build something is figuring out what that that deeper purpose is and i i think from from your story um uh, you're you're a real testament as far as you know the, the things that you know that that sort of fueled you the things that sort of burned in you to, to feel like okay i i need to go a completely different direction and and it could be i'm sure i mean just as from an entrepreneurial standpoint, it could be scary, you know, just, you know, you're, you're going to something from, you know, the, the financial industry. I think, I think, matter of fact, I think you're the, I think the fourth person I've interviewed that has been in the financial industry and yeah. has radically shifted towards the <laughs> opposite spectrum, which is sort of, sort of weird. Um, and, um, you know, and, and I can tell by the way you, you talk about it, you have so much joy, so much passion about it. Um, that um sometimes you know that that happiness that that joy can sort of override any other you know i'm sure you get your, your challenges and pitfalls uh with yeah. with any with any business um so with uh elevate trading you you know you're you're i know you're into um um uh, you know creating these these projects and or doing service projects for uh people back in uh you know back in guatemala um what what things are you um doing right now um as far as um you know even just building building your brand what what things are you doing right now that, that feels you know you may feel like personally that it's that it's working right now or what things what initiatives do you 
have going right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so with our, uh, I, I, I didn't touch on this before, but how, how it connected with the nonprofit world on a sustaining, uh, on a sustaining basis is every, every bag of coffee that we sell, um, we support either one week of, of school supplies to the, the, the Landois School on the Labus Coffee Farm um, to be able to, to help um, to be able to help invest in the next generation of coffee farmers, right? The next generation of kids that grew up through coffee yeah. uh, to be able to have their lives be elevated to the next level. So one week of school supplies or if, and, and we rotate these partners or if uh, with Are You For Children and Inspira Guate, it's gonna, pro it's gonna provide either two weeks of, of nutrition, vitamins, it's powder form vitamin that gets mixed in the kids' uh, uh, beans or a toll, they're, they're, they're kind of hot cocoa style drink that they, uh, they have for breakfast. Uh, so daily nutrition, two weeks worth of daily nutrition, or three months of the clean drinking water access through those water filters that we talked about earlier. Um, so that that's our ongoing mission that is always happening um, and actually you know between uh, one, one part of the story that, that I wanted to mention too is we've, we've partnered up with a um, with an organization also called eternal water um, which is which whenever we have the ability to 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 drill a water well where there's an aquifer and the elevation is right you know because usually you got to go pretty deep into an aquifer and with coffee you know it grows really high up in the mountain so depending on whether or not that that recipe is just right um, we'll utilize that partnership to actually drill sustainable water wells and and they they also have some uh, technology to where they can link up a, a solar powered water filter at the source. So rather than doing a home filter with a, you know, five gallon jug, um, you know, they can, they can pipe it at where they're getting it at the river or the, you know, nearby lake or, or stream and uh, filter it from that point up into the, up into the pipes. Of course, there's a little bit of challenge with that, making sure it's sanitary and cleaned out throughout the system. So it's not getting filtered and then running through a bunch of bacteria to get to the house. So, yeah. so there's some, there's some challenges inside of that, but, um, but actually the founder of that organization came with us to, or came with me to Little Rock to, to do that first roast. And so the three of us, uh, Giovanni Labas is the, is the coffee roaster out in Little Rock. Mm -hmm. uh, Michael Bezdek is the founder of the, uh, of, of the Eternal Water nonprofit and, and myself have been working towards a partnership to where we can all three you know, utilize our giftings and, and uh, doing socially conscious uh, uh, coffee trading and, yeah. uh, and, and through yeah. So, so that's our ongoing mission. That's always happening. Um, you know, our, our, uh, whenever I was going through the conceptual stages of Elevate Coffee Trading, I knew that it was going to be focused around three areas around love, uh, love for our neighbors, love for, you know, love for our creator, love, love for life, mm -hmm. um, coffee itself, uh, to be able to, to, to take people that haven't really experienced coffee either 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 it's from the specialty range you know they've they've only ever had you know Folgers or Starbucks or whatever and then they wanted to get that really great coffee that you know you guys have over at panels and some of those amazing uh, coffee roasters out in out in uh, San Diego and Oceanside yeah. area that I've heard so much about that I can't wait to visit whenever uh, you know the bands are lifted and we can all travel again 
um, or or you know people that have that have already been in that coffee enthusiast enthusiast uh, arena and specialty coffee, but have never been to a coffee farm. You know, they've never seen how it's grown and how it's cultivated, yeah. the people inside of it, and so or or how it's roasted. You know, and just to be able to to connect people to dive a little bit deeper and really appreciate coffee from all of its aspects. And then the third uh, the third is adventure. Uh, you know, and that's where the volcano hikes come in and the, uh, you know, camping out on the coffee farms and, you know, love mountain biking and being outdoors and camping and all, all of that in general. And, you know, just those three themes and aspects were just like, okay, this is how I can weave passion in every, in every facet into what I'm doing, uh, you know, for a living and be able to make sure that it's not just providing for my family or not just providing for, uh, for the people that are drinking it, but also for the families of the people who are making it. Yeah. And so we're, we're taking every 12 ounce bag that we sell. Uh, we're still donating to our ongoing mission, but we're also going to uh, package and give a two ounce sample bag that, you know, is enough to, to brew about 64 ounces of coffee. Uh, a sample bag to our, you know, to our first responders, our education. I didn't mention that, but you know, man, on the on the, on the back end, there's so much that our teachers and principals and uh, coaches and nurses are still doing. Uh, man, the 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 cafeteria workers. I don't know if you saw that Life magazine or I'm sorry, Time magazine uh, did a cover of Dallas ISD's uh, cafeteria workers packaging the food to give to the kids because uh, my wife is an elementary school principal. And uh, she works in a Title I school, Title I meaning that um, the kids in that community don't, uh, their, their, their lunches, their breakfast, everything's free, it's subsidized uh, because of the low economic status yeah. uh, that, they, that they come from in the neighborhoods. It was actually three years ago, it was a failing school, considered a, a failing F-rated school, was threatened to be shut down by the state to be allowed to do other things uh, for different programs, uh, private sector to come in. And, and, and uh, what Dallas ISD did was they decided that they were going to give a financial incentive for some of the best teachers, the best administrators to come in and teach these low economic, uh, socioeconomic status kids uh, to give them the same opportunity that the, that the higher income areas had. And man, they turned it around. Within, within that three year period, the fifth graders were scoring higher on their math uh, standardized test scores than, than, than the Highland Park area is, which, I mean, if you know anything about the Dallas area, Highland Park is like where Jerry Jones has his, you know, multi-million dollar mansion and you know, it's the, one of the richest areas in, in the country right here in Dallas. And these kids, these, you know, these same kids who were you know, being, being written off before are now scoring higher than the others in, in, in their education. It's just, everybody has the potential and the opportunity to learn. I mean, lives are so valuable in every single realm and aspect of it. And it's just, we have to value each other equally um, in, a, in a sustainable way, not in a uh, toxic charity, you know, handout kind of way, but yeah. in a way that supports, um, and education is the biggest, man, is the biggest one, right? You know, to be able to give somebody the power to not only have knowledge, but utilize it and, and, and to put it into practice to where it's able to you know, provide an income and be a, be an active member of society and not a taker from society or, you know, just kind of a, you know, on the, on the, uh, on the outskirts judging society, <laughs> you know, 
But well, if, they can, I, if they can be the people that are on the front line changing things. Well, I, you know, I'm gonna give a, a quick PSA for, for all the educators and principals and teachers. Uh, especially now, I think they're more valuable than ever. Uh, you know, especially parents mm. having to do homeschooling and things like that. Um, yeah. Really see what you know what what things that uh, what what value a lot of the educators and, and teachers principals uh, they they matter to to these kids and uh, like I yeah. said I'm, you know I'm I'm a real I'm a big fan of of education and and I'm really you know wishing that you know that teachers and and uh, educators would be um, you know I, I, you know I, I, honestly I think they should be be paid more, but uh, you know that's a that's an issue for another uh, episode. But what would be one or two creative tips that you could provide with our audience? Yeah, um, and actually, the, the, wanted to circle back to something you had mentioned. You know, after kind of the, the 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 full story of getting Elevate Coffee Trading started, you were talking about the uh, you know it can it can be scary to jump in as an entrepreneur. It can be scary to leave something that is so um, secure into an unknown where, you know, you're building a customer base, you're building a, uh, a business that, you know, started from zero. Um, You know, that, you know, that, that takes a lot of, uh, it takes a lot of courage from, especially from an outsider's perspective, right? Uh, for someone looking in, a, a lot of times people people have their own fear reflected in their advice that they give you. And so, for a creative tip, I would say, you know, follow your intuition, follow your 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 gut, and you and don't allow voices outside of you to talk you out of that thing that's burning inside of you. You know, because people, uh, and actually, uh, I think in one of our previous conversations, we talked about it, you know, uh, other podcasts that we listened to, uh, Jay Shetty, um, there was a conversation he had with, uh, pretty recently, uh, David Hollis, where, where they were talking about this, the same kind of scenario where you're leaving a corporate job to go into an entrepreneurial role that you're having to fill out and, and, uh, and live out new skills that, that you didn't already have Um, and talks about a ship being safe in Harbor, but you know, ships aren't made to be tied up to a, to a dock. They're made to be out on the open waters where, you know, the seas are treacherous and and perils exist that are going to knock you one direction uh, to another. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, you weren't made to sit still. You weren't made to play it safe. You weren't made to listen to other people's fears about whether or not what you're going to do is going to work. You've got to take that step and be who you are and let that let that shine because the world needs that. Whether it's weird, whether it's uh, you know already something that somebody else is doing and you're going to put your own perspective and spin on it. Don't be afraid to be weird. Don't be afraid to, to, to be yourself because the world needs that to be able to, uh, to connect things. So that's, that's kind of the creativity. Oh, uh, the thing that David Hollis was saying is, um, is that people, people oftentimes have your best interest at heart. They, you know, they want to, to, provide value for you, but sometimes that 
that advice comes from their own fear that could end up holding you back if you were to let that be your only source of motivation. So you've got to tap into, you know, your, your, your spiritual senses, your, your, your intuition or um, conviction um, that, that comes from, you know, that comes from your creator who is the most create. I mean, think about creation itself, you know, now, the most creative way to be able to move forward is 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 that voice that comes inside of you, uh, to be able to uh, to to recognize it and be motivated and and move move towards it. Because people they may have your best uh, interests at heart, but they may not have any uh, any comprehension of your full capacity, right? So they're thinking of it from their own perspective to say, you know, I don't have that skill set. I don't even see that skill set in you, which is really only a reflection of their, their selves that they're you know, thinking about, well, if, you know, I haven't seen you display that before. If there's something that I've never done, then I'm kind of freaked out to try it. And so you probably shouldn't try it. And so they, they you know, they don't have this, 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 uh, this handle on your capacity and your capacity is your own. So you've got to step out and go, uh, you know, do that thing that you're compelled and feel convicted do uh, in a creative way so that and give yourself space man for me that's that that's that you know so so i've taken the first step on you know that first creative tip right and the second step is uh is is sticking with it and figuring out how to give yourself space to allow that creativity to unfold because if you're like me, you know, my stuff will come up while I'm in the middle of typing an email out or creating an invoice or trying to go to sleep at night. And it's like, this is not the time to flush this out. And so, you know, just get out as much as you can so you don't forget it and then give yourself the space to like fully explore it and dive into it on the other side. So, uh, you know, personally for me, uh, and I, that's a, those are some great tips. Uh, that, and that's something I would recommend for, for any anybody that's trying to, start something i know i get messages all the time with, with people with with ideals and they they got the idea to just start something and and um you know it's one of those where you know you have to experiment you know be willing to experiment uh and give yourself to uh think about it you know let it gestate yeah and figure out if that's the the right direction for you if it's something to where you know you're it's ideal because it's you know trendy quote unquote it's probably not the direction to go uh but if it's something that that burns that you you know you, you think about all the time uh and and you you know sometimes you can be be up at night you know trying to research certain things on that topic or you know figuring out how to how to go that direction that, that's probably the 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 thing that you need to pursue uh especially if it's scary you know if it's uh if it's one of those where you know you love it and you're passionate about it and it's scary at the same time too because it may force you to uh jump into an arena that you may not be accustomed to um, yeah. that's the direction you need to go. Uh, and that's how you, that's how you grow. That's how you get stronger. Uh, it's very easy to, to be in something that's, um, you know, that's stable, that's comfortable. Mm -hmm. Uh, but at the same time too, it's great. Now, don't get me wrong. You know, that, you know, if, if you love it, that's fine. But if it's something to where you feel like you, you have the, the, uh, the talents and the abilities to, to perhaps do something else or something else that, that sort of burns in you to, to mm -hmm. pursue another direction, then, um, life is too short. Uh, you need to go ahead and, and pursue it now and, um, you know, and, you know, wor worry about, you know, what, you know, how to, how to get things, you know, to that point. Don't worry about that. Um, uh, the why is always greater than, than the how. Um, uh, so, uh, man, oh, yeah, those are some great, 
great tips. Um, I was gonna ask you, are you, uh, you know, I know you talked about, you know, providing space, you know, giving yourself space, and I'm, I'm, and I'm an advocate for that. Uh, do you, I, I didn't know if you, you meditate in the morning, like if you have a certain morning ritual or anything like that, that maybe you can tell our audience. Yeah, so that is something that I, you know, I've got to be honest, I, I um, have full intentions towards and, and, and I'm, a, I'm a practitioner of, but in no way an expert. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty new to the meditation space as far as um, being able to you know, fully clear your mind and, 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 you know, just focus on your breath and, you know, just allow that space to exist by not not uh, th- saying I'm thinking about nothing. I'm thinking about nothing. Cause then you're thinking about something you're thinking about, you're thinking about thinking about nothing. Right. So it's allow the thoughts to come and then move on and just pass, right. Like rolling waves, right. They're coming in, they're coming back out and you're not chasing them down this, this, this hypothetical path in your mind that's creating these scenarios where you get lost in your own thoughts. Right. But you just allow it to come and go. Uh, and so I'm working on that uh, quite a bit. Uh, you know, a lot of times, uh, you know, whenever I would meditate uh, in the past, it's, you know, on certain, certain things that I would read or, you know, lines of scripture or um, thoughts for the day, you know, uh, mantras or um, what, what was affirmations, you know, things like that to, to be able to set the tone, you know, for how you want to be and, you know, how you want to be, uh, how you want your impact to be uh, on that day. And, 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 and that's really good because a lot of times that carries out through your thoughts. I mean, if you do that in the beginning of the day, um, you know, it allows you to, to stay rooted and stay focused whenever things get crazy throughout the day, you know, you're not just reacting constantly, but you're coming from a, from a place of, of, uh, of structure and consistency inside of yourself, uh, and can still create through those, through those avenues. So, yeah. Awesome. So the creative life, what would be the ideal creative life if, Money wasn't an issue. You had the perfect 24 hours. What would it consist of? Man, that is a tough one for me because I really like uh, diversity and, and travel and, uh, and, and things like that. So, you know, I don't think it would be one, you know, exact day on, on, on repeat, um, you know, and it could be different at different times, but yeah, it could be, if, you know, it could be, uh, I mean, it could be different days. I mean, it, like I said, it wouldn't have okay. to be until anything on repeat, but you know, what yeah. would, you know, maybe that ideal day. Yeah. So, you know, waking up, uh, if it, if it's here at home, um, you know, find finding time to, to be able to connect with my wife and, and get, you know, the, the, the meal set up for the day from my daughter, be able to spend a little bit of time with her, um, do something active uh, to just to get my body going and be able to, 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 to connect that. Um, and then, and then spend some time studying, whether it's in, in scripture or some type of uh, t- some type of other um, educational thing. Um, maybe, maybe some, uh, what, what, what do they call it? The, um, uh, personal development, you know, th- things like that to be able to just, you know, dive in and be really, be really um, intentional about growing myself, and my values um, to be able to do that through my family and, and, and others. Um, and then, uh, man, what, what, what else would be the, the, the best, you know, be, having some area to share, um, to share what, you know, 
what our values are, what my values are. Um, so something like this, whether it's a, a podcast or, you know, um, putting together some type of uh, multimedia, you know, IGTV or, uh, you know, public speaking or even being in the grocery store, you know, introducing people to our coffee and telling our story and saying, you know, hey, you know, here it is. Uh, try it out and, you know, join, you know, join the tribe, be, you know, join our community of elevators and, you know, uh, do it through your everyday ritual of drinking coffee. You know, I really enjoy, I really enjoy connecting with people from, from that perspective. Um, but yeah, if it was something to do outdoors, it would be fantastic too. You know, if it could be a hike or a, you know, volcano climb or, you know, getting in the water, um, you know, uh, trail riding, mountain biking, that type of stuff. Love it. Um, not a huge fan of running. It's a little, it's a little jarring on the knees and, and back for me. I usually, I feel good right whenever I've run, but then the next day I usually feel pretty beat up. Uh, so I like, I like to bike a lot more. It's a lot easier on the joints. You still get your heart rate up and you get to go really fast and, you know, in different, different elevations and stuff is pretty fun for me, um, which I'm, I'm not completely opposed to runners. So I'm sorry if I've offended any runners out there. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I think, I'm a, I'm I think it's great. Um, it, not as much as what I, I used to do, uh, especially when I was competing in, uh, in college. But uh, yeah, I still run, you know, I still run a you know, couple miles. Um, but I enjoy doing more, you know, wrestling, jiu-jitsu, uh, all kind of like, you know, martial arts related. So I enjoy doing that more now than, uh, than that. Um, you know, I usually, uh, my, my grandfather did, uh, I think it was, is it a Taekwondo or Jiu Jitsu? Which one has most of the throws? Like where, you uh, know? Judo. Judo. Okay. Yeah. That's the one. That's the one was Judo. He actually, he was stationed in Korea, uh, during one of the wars. I can't remember which one, but he picked up Judo out there and, and, uh, that became part of his, his regular routine, uh, here in the States as well. Did you ever practice Judo? Uh, not, not too much. I'd like to, um, I do a lot of, uh, you know, I'll, I'll do some, some, some Greco Roman wrestling, which is all upper body, you know, throws and things like that. But I've been wanting to, um, jump into judo a little bit more. Uh, been doing jujitsu for about two or three years now. Um, I wrestled pretty much most of my life, but I've uh, been wanting to sort of transition to some, to some other things just to, you know, just to try it out. So, yeah. Yeah, I've always I've always admired uh, the the martial arts and just the practice of them and just that connection of of body and mind and yeah. it, it, it's a really the themes that come out of it are really interesting to me. Yeah, um, man. So as far as how can people reach out to you, reach out with uh, Elevate Trading, um, and how to you know if people are wanting to purchase uh, some some coffee bags. Um, you know, how would, how would people reach out with you? Yeah. So, uh, so we've got a website, elevate coffee trading.com, uh, mm -hmm. full, the full name and, and also on Instagram and, and, and Facebook, uh, um, at elevate coffee trading. Um, my email is hi, H I at elevate coffee trading.com. Um, and yeah, so we do e-commerce, uh, you know, we can ship across the U.S. Um, you know, fresh roasted. It's coming out of, out of Little Rock currently uh, mm -hmm. with our partner, the Lavis Coffee uh, uh, Roastery out there. Um, we're, you know, we've been working together bringing his family crop and, and my cousin's crop uh, out of Guatemala here coming up in this next season. So, uh, so we've got, you know, ranging from dark roast, medium roast, light roast of that single origin from Lavis Farm where the school is. 
um, we've got some mixes of some some really really bright Ethiopian blends into with the with the medium roast Guatemalan that's that's really great some espresso blends and uh, and then for a more kind of savory comfortable darker roast there's a there's a breakfast blend that's a colombian and an argentinian uh that, that that we blend together it's really 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 smooth um but yeah so online uh the shipping's included on our prices on there we've you know we're pretty new to the e-commerce game so just trying to work the the different models trying to t take a page out of amazon's playbook with sh shipping included in the price and um with the you know with the pandemic and you know people not knowing how you know how much of their coffee budget they can continue to sustain and especially now where people are drinking so much more coffee at home yeah uh and so they're you know they're like yeah my gas budget is gone way or gas spending has gone way down and all that money's <laughs> used up in coffee now. <laughs> it's like, this is the fuel that keeps you going right yeah. so um so we've got a spring 20 20 percent off deal that's going that's that's going uh through uh through the end of may um so people you know and and that's if you buy two or more bags so, uh, orders of 35 dollars or more free shipping and uh and get you 20 percent off of our regular price um and then there's a subscription option on there as well where uh where it's actually always 25 percent off um if you sign up to subscribe with us and you know you're you're really linking with us to make your coffee practice whether it's you know once a month once every eight weeks you know putting it in your regular routine of coffee drinking and knowing hey i'm going to be elevating lives along with this and i'm joining a partnership in this coffee company to help you know people um then you know and it's great coffee of course but you know whenever you make that commitment to us we you know we we, we want, want to provide even more value there and so it's a discounted price to to, to be a a subscriber and a fellow elevator uh through that arena and then uh you know here locally in the dallas area richardson farmers market we're up there every saturday that the weather's good and the uh health um health walls allow mm -hmm. um and so those are those are some of the main ways to, to to find us as far as getting some coffee for you um we've got some uh in in my hometown actually it was our first coffee shop that picked us up it's uh the avenue uh, the Avenue Coffee and Cafe. They're the first specialty coffee in that region. So it's really, really cool specialty coffee shop. They're really on the front lines of, of bringing up that appreciation for coffee. So it's a really cool partnership to be in. Yeah. Uh, so they carry, they carry our bags uh, retail on the shelf there to brew at home. And, uh, you know, and they'll brew you up a, a uh, either like a pour over or, you know, French press type deal right now you've got to order ahead cause it's all curbside delivery, but the Avenue coffee and cafe, uh, we got into Anne's health foods, which is a specialty, um, um, small grocery store chain here in Dallas, uh, family owned operated. Um, and so we're looking to, to expand those channels into grocery stores as well. Uh, but Ann's health food is a, is a great place to pick it up because, you know, you can get all the vitamins and nu nutrition, uh, and your, your whole food. So, so a lot of the brands that get, are carried in whole foods and sprouts and places like that, that are focused on health. Uh, they have there at Ann's Health Foods as well, and it's a it's a local family-owned business for for our Dallas people. And then uh, also Texas Coffee Club. 
So Texas Coffee Club's all Texas roasters, and it's another subscription base where you can go in and buy one bag at a time. A lot of other really great roasters on there from from Texas, small businesses. So you know, people are looking to support small business uh, in Texas or just in general. That's a great place. There's a lot of other purpose-driven coffee companies on there as well. So, uh, so those are our those are our main channels right there, um, and we're looking to, as I said, expand into some other larger distribution channels to get into some of the bigger grocery store chains. Uh, but you know, that's taken a little bit of a uh, a longer path with our, our current economic situation of the that the, the world is in. You know, we're kind of all in this together. So, yeah. Well, great. Um, so uh, have you considered uh, doing any kind of, uh, before, you, before we sign off, have you considered doing any kind of uh, like uh, events or anything? Um, like, what, I mean, obviously, you know, if things normalize, um, you know, I, I sort of see Elevate Trading, uh, you know, perhaps doing some kind of, uh, I, I know it seems like you're wanting to get into, um, you know, speaking and things like that. I didn't know if you considered trying to do, create some kind of an event, uh, some kind of event under the Elevate Trading brand. I didn't know if that was, something you, you might have been pondering. Yeah, well, you know, you and I have been talking about group travel, uh, you know, taking people out to Guatemala to experience coffee the way that we have, you know, the families, the lives, the farms, the, you know, the volcanoes, the, the, the expeditions and adventure inside of it. Um, so that's definitely something that, that we're working towards. Um, events, um, yeah, so we, we've, um, had ideas for some different type of fundraising events and things like that. We've done some public cuppings at different, uh, at like at the Avenue, we've done like some uh, educational events where people are trying the coffee and experiencing that way and helping teach them about, you know, how coffee roasters or coffee importers evaluate different coffees to be able to put blends together or just decide if they want to buy it or not. Um, you know, and that's actually, bringing in importing the green coffee is something that we're working on too. So more than what we'll use under our brand name, there's actually some coffee roasters and coffee shops out in California that, uh, that we've been talking to, uh, jaunt coffee roasters over in the San Diego area. Um, 602, I believe is down in the Huntington beach area, 602 coffee house. Um, and there's a few others that, that, that we've been just kind of working with to see if we can, we can, Hey, if it's not our brand of roasting, but you still like the coffee and you still like being able to give back in the lives and you want to use it for your local communities, uh, you know, for the, for the, for the people that you serve uh, in, you know, in California, if you're a roaster, you know, we've been working with people to do that, to bring in a new Guatemalan coffee that they're able to, to enjoy and, uh, and share with their community. Yeah. So, but like live events, you know, oh, there's one other thing that we were working on uh, before, before the collapse of everything was a 5k to do a 5k um, run that, you know, the, the, the proceeds would go back into our nonprofit partners um, and, and, and do that. So, so yeah, those types of things, we're always thinking of ideas for ways to connect people on multiple levels. Um, actually our church out here, uh, we're working on putting a, a missions trip together where the focus was going to be on, on, uh, the, the homes and bringing in those eco stoves and the filters for the coffee farming families. Uh, and then, you know, they, then they are able to get that adventure aspect. We're going to do like, you know, like I said, a volcano hike and, and, and hang out, camp out on the coffee farms and have a, a purpose filled, um, travel 
you know, kind of adventure deal where, you know, you're, you're, you're having fun experiencing these new cultures and, uh, and giving back, you know, as much as you are, as much as you are enjoying what they have to offer. So pretty excited about that kind of stuff and looking forward to, to growing that side of the business, um, you know, whenever it, whenever it becomes possible. Sweet. So, um, social media handles, how, how do people yeah. get in contact with you again? Yeah, it's, uh, at elevate coffee trading. So the, the, the whole long name at elevate coffee trading, both on Instagram and on Facebook, we haven't put a whole lot into Pinterest yet. Um, we've started to get some of our videos up on Vimeo, uh, and then working on YouTube. I am not the digital marketing, uh, expert. And so I'm, I'm uh, you know, looking for, for people to help out in that respect uh, because you know, we want to be as much a, a, a media production company as we are a coffee and adventure company, because I mean, that's where, I mean, look at it right now, you know, everybody's on social media, yeah. you know, filling their time on, uh, you know, that's, that's where a lot of, a lot of people are, you know, the old days of, you know, radio and, uh, and television advertising, just, you know, those dollars really aren't, aren't being as effective there as they are in social media and having that connection from, from that aspect. So yeah, looking to, looking to launch, you know, and, you know, I've talked about conversations about, Hey man, how do I start a podcast? Like, yes. how do I, you know, how do I do these IGTV videos and cut them up and, you know, go, go uh, film, you know, some of the adventures out on the farm or just some of the stuff that we're doing out here. I really want to do like a uh, kind of a Bear grill style series, you know, where we go do some type of adventure hike or something. And, you know, on our rest breaks, brew some coffee, talk about life and, you know, our journey from, from that aspect. But uh, that, that takes some skills that I will need to cultivate or bring somebody in that already has. So, you know, that's something that, that we're working towards. Well, that would, uh, that, that'd be a cool idea. Um, I, you might, you might have something on, you know, I think you got a good concept there. I, I think once, uh, yeah, everything gets back to, to normal, I, I definitely wouldn't mind considering something like that. Um, I mean, it doesn't have to really be anything, you know, professional. I mean, you can have someone just, you know, recording, um, you know, certain parts of the, you know, obviously recording the trails, but they can, you know, cut it and slice it to where, you know, it cre creates a story. That, that, that'd be a great idea. Uh, that's something yeah, man, just get, getting started in it. You know, yeah. it doesn't have to be perfect to beginning. Wow. And, you know, you, you really inspired me in one of our talks talking about letting the perfection paralysis go. You know, if you, yeah. if you think you're going to have to have it perfect before you can put it out in the world, then there's really little that you're going to be putting out in the world. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it really limits your impact. Yeah, that, that's very true. Very true. So this has been another great episode. I'm going to, I'm going to have Mike on for another one. We're, we're, I think we're going to do it. We're going to do another one here uh, pretty oh. soon. I like to pick his brain on some other things. But, uh, hey, please support all your local coffee shops. Su support all the coffee shops, coffee brands that's all across the country, like Elevate. Um, um, like I said, I am personally, um, you know, I, I go to local coffee shops here in the area that's still offering takeout. Uh, I do that intentionally because I want to help invest back into, uh, you know, the local coffee shops and small businesses. It's very easy to, to go into the drive-thru at Starbucks. Very easy to do that. Um, they're, they're corporate. Um, they're... I guess they don't, they don't have their own troubles, but they're not 
I don't think they're struggling too much. Um, go in there and, you know, intentionally buy coffee bags, you know, go to, you know, if there's someone in the area, like Elevate, if you're in the, in the um, Houston area, Dallas area, hey, go to, go to the Elevate Trade, go to the website, buy a coffee bag, you know, all those, all those uh, proceeds and profits help with other um, initiatives, you know, purpose-driven initiatives that, that helps um, others and creates jobs and, and opportunities. So this has been another great episode with, with Mike, with me. Oh, and also, do you have any, just a short little couple of words of wisdom before we sign out? Yeah, and words of wisdom. Uh, you know, it's, uh, let's see, this is something that's going to have to have to just uh, come through me, not necessarily from me. Yep. Uh, but, you know, um, but, but yeah, just, you know, looking, looking to create value for others is, is going to, it, it's going to elevate your life. It's going to elevate their life. And if you're always looking to get yours, you are always going to be in want. You're never going to feel satisfied. But if your perspective is to, is to be an impact and be a light into your community and to help other people, you are going to be satisfied. You're going to have enough and you're going to end up finding things inside yourself that you didn't even know were there that are, uh, that are giftings that you can begin to cultivate in a new way. So, uh, so, you know, don't hold it in, share, share that light, share that love for others. And, uh, and it'll take you way further in life than, than if you're always inwardly focused. Awesome. Uh, this has been another great episode with me, with Mike. And once again, be cradled, stay inspired. Thank you.